I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the podcast this week brought to you by the Partly Political Broadcast, which is a podcast, uh, an excellent podcast, um, hosted by Tiernan Dewieb. Now, there's no chance of you spelling or remembering that name, so just search for Partly Political Broadcast, and that'll find it for you. Uh, Tiernan joins us tonight, along with lots of other people, including, uh, obviously, Jamie, who mm. is supposedly a host <laughs> of this podcast. But let's start. So tonight we're going to deal with um, the uh, Kimmy Schmidt, um, which is awesome. But let's say hello to everyone first and explain who everyone is. Jamie, who is um, co-host of this presenting team. I'm a Scorpio. We've got Christian Talbot. He is an Irishman from Ireland, and he is a stand-up comic. Good, good day, Christian. Hello. How are you? Good, Christian. Good. Uh, what's the weather like in Ireland? It's raining. As usual. Yeah, same in Manchester. Uh, Jamie and I in Manchester. Christian's in Ireland. We've got Jack, who is normally further north than us, in the uh, on the border of the Lake District, where there were floods a while ago, and he watched human waste go past him oh. in the street. Uh, yep. How do you do? Is that where you are, Jack? Are you in Lancaster or you're at university? Uh, I'm in Leeds, where it's raining as well. So, Leeds uh, University. There we go. Yeah. Beautiful. And Tiernan, of course, just mentioned, joins us from London. Good uh, good day, Tiernan. Good day to you. Thanks for the podcast plug. That's all right. It's a good podcast. And uh, Mel joins us once again from our favourite state, Kansas. Hi. Good to be back with you guys. <laughs> from, sunny, from sunny Kansas. I just want to... Oh, Yay. that's unnecessary. That's, <laughs> Come on. This is why I didn't ask you what the weather was like in Kansas. So, is it really? Is it sunny? It is. It's sunny and breezy. What ta- what, what temperature is it in Celsius? <laughs> um, we're not heathens. We go with Fahrenheit. <laughs> uh, Who goes with Fahrenheit? Who goes? Only America yeah. goes with Fahrenheit. And Fahrenheit also always makes it look warmer than it is because there's loads of numbers. Yeah. yeah. So, Plus, Mel, freezing. Cheating. Freezing is the point at which things really change. It's like there's there's warm weather and there's cold weather, and the and the wall between is where ice turns to water. That is zero <laughs> degrees, and that makes sense. What what is freezing point in Fahrenheit? I bet you don't even know. Thirty-two. Thirty-two. What sort of a ridiculous? arbitrary figure ridiculous. is that when will the because, united states because in america we go below freezing yeah well we don't so just do we. stop at zero we go <laughs> freezing is 32 and it goes way past that i mean yeah, I've, but, I've but we, we go lower than freezing as well and then we go into minus numbers because there's an absence sure. of heat Yes. But we have as well. We have negative 30. Oh, it makes total sense. And hopefully America will elect Donald Trump and he will make it nope. metric <laughs> once and for all. No! <laughs> um, I hope everybody saw this week. Um, Mel sent it to, to all of us. 
the um, John Oliver speech about Donald oh, yeah. Trump. Um, click the link if you listen to this on Acast. I'm sure Jamie will put it up there as a little link. Yep. But, um, Mel, why don't you tell us what it was like to hear that from John Oliver and perhaps um, how few people are actually doing that. It was masterful. I was cheering. I actually watched it yesterday morning after the Oscar telecast the previous night, which was also phenomenal with the continued pressure that Chris Rock put on not just the Academy, but the audience, everybody watching um, about diversity and inclusion. I mean, it wasn't just um, restricted to the monologue like many hosts have done. It was three and a half hours of pay attention pay attention, pay attention, which I loved. Um, I do a lot of work in the diversity and inclusion area uh, with businesses in particular. Um, So that was, you know, that was something that I was cheering for. And then the next morning I watched John Oliver take down Donald Trump to such a degree that as far as I know, he has yet to respond. Yeah, he hasn't. Because he he can't. There's nothing he can do. Wow. What what exactly did the what what was the main slap down he laid on Trump's face? Have you not watched it? No. Oh, you slacker. Um, <laughs> he just kind of did. It's twenty minutes of brilliance. Just watch it. Yeah, he did. Watch yeah, John he just Oliver goes through does, every really. single point that Trump thinks is a winning uh, stance and takes takes it apart. <laughs> Basically, proves that he's got nothing nothing true about his campaign, which is incredible. Yeah. yeah, he does this fantastic name thing. I mean, it's just, I, I don't know if I want to spoil it for you because it's so amazing, but he mm-hmm. starts out by calling Trump out for ridiculing Jon Stewart for changing his name from something very, very Jewish and not living up to his heritage. And lo and behold, at the end of the piece, we have a new name for Donald Trump. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. It, it just he does what John Oliver does really well, and I think that is that he he identifies why Trump is attractive. So uh, yeah. he starts from that point. He doesn't just say this man's dangerous. He starts f- really from that point of going, this guy looks like these things, and that's why it's a, a good idea. And then takes down each of those points like factually yeah. and and methodically, and it's it's great. I just hope people watch it yeah but the problem is that's the problem is it that the people who vote for donald trump probably don't watch john oliver exactly um, oh it's gone viral it is everywhere yeah but does that mean people are watching it who who are trump fans mel i don't know Um, well i've I've, based on some comments that i've seen there are some trump trump fans who are watching it and are i the the comments that they're leaving they're still supporting their master but Mm. (laughs) there's a lot less um, weight behind their arguments, which well, is an good. arbitrary statement because there's never really any weight behind the, an argument to support Trump. But there's just it's kind of taken the teeth out of them, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. That's good because there will be people in the middle who who perhaps wouldn't have gone out to vote. So they they may have been, you know, they may have been like, oh, if we get Donald, it won't be so bad. But then today as we record this it is super tuesday and if people go out and you know a protest vote against donald trump would would be a good thing i think Mm -hmm. i hope kansas doesn't caucus until saturday so 
That sounds like a great country song, Kansas Doesn't Caucus. I know, <laughs> Kansas Doesn't Caucus. Um, and I'm still technically a registered Republican, so I never oh, bothered yeah. to change it. So I think I'll be putting in a protest vote. Wow, wow. It's just a matter of who do I want to be associated with. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, the wow, old, you know, shit or diarrhea question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, have we got Adam with us now as well? Good morning. Good uh, day, Adam. Evening. Good evening. <laughs> I mean, by any stretch of the imagination, it is a morning. Even for Mel in America, it's not morning. But It's morning somewhere. <laughs> it's always morning somewhere. Uh, Adam is the internet department. Um, he's not done much in that department for a while. He's been on sabbatical. Um, but Adam joins us as well. Um, we're, we're full flow now. We haven't got a chart for the next couple of weeks. Ben has decided uh, to take two weeks off, oh, uh, so no chart. Shocking. I mean, Jesus, what is this coming to? Oh, um, Joe. So now here's Adam. Could, could we make it up? Yeah, here's Adam making up the top ten box sets of this <laughs> week. Go. Uh, number ten is uh, Big Bang Theory. No one's watching that anymore. It's dropping right off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number nine is uh, probably The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. That was right. Did everyone watch the uh, the new ones in the last couple of weeks? Not watched them yet. I am going oh. to. No. Nobody watched the first of the next part? Has no one watched it? Still on series three. Look at the power of this podcast. I had never watched The Walking Dead, and then I got persuaded to buy this podcast, and now I'm the only one bloody watching it. it essentially, this podcast is you talking yourself into watching more TV <laughs> so, that, so that you've got something left to talk to Jamie about. Is yeah. that sort of marketing power, that this podcast is gaining each box set one extra viewer? That's what's going to give you sponsorship. <laughs> That's true. Um, okay, and now, uh, Adam, I think we're up to number one. What's at number one this week? Uh oh, uh, Bloodlines because I, I just watched that. <laughs> Have you just finished it? Yeah, uh, actually, a couple of weeks ago, to be honest. To be honest, yeah, watched that and then found myself binging all the way through both seasons of Orphan Black over the last couple of weekends, and I don't really know why. Um, Orphan Black very much in the same ilk for me as Utopia, which we discussed a couple of weeks ago. So I'm not going to say anything negative, um, lest it start a war. But Mel, have you watched Orphan Black? Oh my gosh! Why do I always have to say no when you ask me this question? Uh, well, the only reason I ask is that it's a British thing, and I think it was it, it was kind of done partly in America, and I wondered whether it's I think very it was popular. A, a Canadian, it's very popular, actually. Canadian, yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. It's Canadian. It's very popular here. It's one of those shows that is on my list to watch, but I know that I'm going to binge it, yeah. and so I have to be prepared and not have anything else that I need to do, was and that has yet to happen. Adam, was it set in Canada? Um, it was it's set. It's set all over, It's set in New York, I think, um, but it's. I think it's a BBC Canada production, and the central stars of it are Canadian actors. And you were saying that you got annoyed by British actors, and that's why you hadn't watched it. I think in a previous episode, they're just Canadian actors doing. It's strange because uh, without being too much of a spoiler, the central premise um, is that uh, certainly one actor plays numerous characters yeah. and you find yourself going through, once you buy into that you sort of very quickly forget that it's one person you occasionally have these moments of going she's brilliant at this because I don't like the actor who plays one of the characters but I really like the actor who plays two of these other characters and I'm not sure about this one she mm -hmm. plays two different British characters one with a brilliant British accent and one with a terrible one 
Wow. wow. That is the way to bulk up your IMDb uh, <laughs> profile. Yeah, yeah. It? <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Very 50 smart. characters, one, one <laughs> series. Um, okay. Well, maybe we'll come back to Orphan Black another time. If you want to get involved with this podcast, and if you've seen Orphan Black, Orphan Black, you'll tell us about it. Studio at theboxsetpod.com. We're going to talk about Kimmy Schmidt in a moment, but first, Jamie's got some news. I feel like I should have a theme tune for something. Go on, then. News. So here's the latest. Golden era of news. Brilliant. Uh, it's the love boat come on. <laughs> that actually went better than I thought it would as well, which is wonderful. <laughs> You've got to do it at the so, end as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. So if you go to the boxsetpod.com slash news, I've put the latest shiz up there. Firstly, Kimmy Schmidt, it's back in April, which is next month, April the 15th. The trailer is online. Have a look at it. It looks really good. It won an Emmy for Best Comedy Series. And uh, we're going to talk talk about that today. We're talking about it next, so let's not discuss that. Let's not discuss that at the moment. I also want to mention Vinyl started on HBO. Uh, It started a few weeks ago in the US, and uh, despite like having a dream combination of Scorsese and Jagger, and Terence Winter, the creator of Boardwalk Empire, ratings were really low. Uh, 750,000 people watched live the wow. uh, first episode. Uh, but it did. It went head-to-head with the mid-season premiere of The Walking <laughs> Dead and got a total beatdown because The Walking <laughs> Dead got about 16 million. Uh, so it, it was a bit of a foolish move anyway. They were never going to take on The Walking Dead and win. But also with a show like that, it's a grower, isn't it? It's hopefully going to grow from that. Um Lastly, about that, critics also have been sort of a little bit mixed on um, on vinyl. Has anyone watched it yet? It has started on Sky Atlantic over here. Anyone caught the first episode? No. no. <sighs> Silence. Oh, dear me. This isn't good. Uh, <laughs> well, if anyone does watch it, you know, give us a heads up. <laughs> oh, oh that was going so well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you didn't make it, did you? Oh dear. I know, I feel bad though. It was almost no. like you actually said, has anybody seen my TV series? And everyone <laughs> just went silent. <laughs> well, there was a lot of shame in, in, in your voices as you said no. It was like like you just shat on the carpet. No, we're just waiting for everyone else to say yes, it's all right. <laughs> Carry on. This has got oh. weird... Yeah, the last bit of news I want to mention, The Departed is turning it, uh, they're making a TV version of The Departed. It's getting a makeover. If you've seen the film, it's also a remake of a of a of another film called Infernal Affairs, I believe. I've not seen the original film, but it's like a, a massive film in, in Japan. And the TV show is going to sort of take a different slant on it. It's going to be new characters, new story. We'll stick to the basic premise of a mole trying to out another mole and uh, they're not sure yet whether they're going to take it to sort of cable tv or a major network where they'll have less creative control but uh i'm not sure if scorsese is going to be involved so but that is your news oh excellent excellent uh thanks for the news jamie more of that the box at pod.com slash news now it's time to talk about uh kimmy schmidt and what is the full title of Kimmy Schmidt? Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Unbreakable, the Unbreakable yeah. Kimmy Schmidt. Now then. Or were you looking for us to sing that? Uh, that? No, no, because I've got the theme tune ready to go here. Um, oh. I just want to work out who our sort of guinea pig is this week. Now, we know that Jack 
our work experience boy. Absolutely hate it. Okay, right. <laughs> Don't shoot your load too soon, Jack. Um, Jack has only definitely seen. Jack, how much have you watched? Honestly, probably. How long is each episode? About half an hour. Half an hour. Yeah. Uh, probably starts in about. 17 minutes right so that is a long wow. way off the four episode rule i mean you've not <laughs> even finished a bloody episode jack okay um so jack's only watched one has has everybody else here watched the whole thing of kimmy schmidt yep yeah yeah yep <laughs> jack <laughs> This oh, is going to be a group battering. <laughs> this isn't going to be nice. So let's <laughs> remind ourselves now of the awesome theme tune of Kimmy oh. Schmidt. Gonna be uh you know a uh, fascinating transition. Damn it! Amazing. Now I was imagining that. Jamie doing that, doing the faces along to that all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, were you pulling faces and sort of miming along while that was being played? Yes, Adam, I was. <laughs> yeah. Let's fill people it. in. Who should we get to do this? Let's ask Christian to fill in anybody in fact no christian's awful at doing this i remember last time <laughs> let's get him to do it anyway christian i want you to do the blurb i want you to do the radio times version uh, uh for anyone who hasn't seen kimmy schmidt what is it about oh it's about um uh, one woman in particular who was part of a, a cult who were locked away uh underground for a number of years uh, believing that the the that the you know, that there was a, a nuclear war or something like that outside, the the whole of civilization had 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 come to a stop, and then they were uh, rescued, um, uh, and uh, she then goes to live in in New York. So that so the a, a lot of the the premise is basically that she 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 doesn't really know what's been happening in the world for the last oh. Oh, we you were doing years. ten years or so. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, you were doing really well, and then your Skype went uh, really a bit robot. Robot, but oh, sorry. I really oh. like the idea that the Radio Times would say a nuclear war or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, like a yeah. Harry Potter book, that that my Radio Times would speak in Christian's voice every time <laughs> I bought it once a year. Um, some, some sort of catastrophe or whatever. Yeah, right. Uh, no, it's very well explained. So uh, we see these awful stories in the news about people who are kept in basements and uh, things like that. And this is a comedy based on that very taboo subject. And the idea is if you had, yeah, if you had no idea of what happened over the last 15 years or whatever, um, the, the theme tune is as if it's been made on YouTube by those people who like remix things into songs on YouTube. So mm. it's clips from the news and the guy you can hear saying, um, you know, women, uh, girls are strong as hell or whatever he says. Um, uh, he's like in the news clip. And it, within that theme tune, I laugh every time I watch it. And it's the moment that she, she just does this look when she first steps out of the bunker. And the very first look on her face is just this sort of immediate stupid optimism. 
yeah. <laughs> just, just grinning. She's so happy to be out. And whereas everyone else is, you know, playing the stress of the situation, she's just immediately almost like um, Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. Like, it's this immediate awe at the world. And I just think the performances are amazing. And, and that is sustained, especially by her. And I don't know her name in real life. I know someone else does here. Ellie Kimper. Ellie Kimper. Mm. And she was in something else as well, wasn't she, Mel? She was in The Office, which I believe Jack also hated. The US version. Oh, <laughs> I didn't hate The Office in general. I just didn't like her performance. Oh, well, that makes <laughs> it better. Then. Quite specific. Interesting fact about Ellie Kempich. Her drama teacher when she was a, a teenager was John Hamm from Mad no Men. No way. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a good fact. I think we've got about, you know, 20 minutes now to try and change a young mind. And that is Jack's mind. <laughs> so, well, the, but the question is, Jack, is it that you don't like the premise of the show, or you mm. just don't like her? I think the premise of the show is all right. I've not got a problem with that. It's just the overly emphasised and telegraphed cheap jokes that I just can't stand, and the the, the character that's a flatmate. You know, the mm? is it Titus? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Jack, Jack, can I ask you something? Did you, did you like 30 Rock? I've never watched it. Can mm. we do a show of hands for who did watch 30 Rock? Or rather, who didn't? Because I imagine most of us did. Um, I haven't <laughs> seen it. Tiernan hasn't seen much of it. Um, oh, I watched all of it. I believe everyone I've, else has seen I've it. I've seen yeah. all of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It's well, one of those ones I'm, people keep telling me that I have to see, but then I see how many episodes there are and think... I'll leave it a bit <laughs> until I have nothing to do. Well, Adam brings this up every day. time I discuss J uh, Kimmy Schmidt. Adam brings this up <laughs> almost like he doesn't understand how I got to crack cocaine without first going through cannabis. Um, he's like, <laughs> you've missed the whole gateway drug. Um, and Adam, are you claiming that if Jack had seen 30 Rock, it would make Kimmy Schmidt easier for him? Possibly. I, I mean, I think 30 Rock is a way better show in general if you were to compare just you know first season on first season um yeah kimmy schmidt I, I was excited to see kimmy schmidt because it just being a new tina fey show and 30 rock is just i'm actually re-watching it now i went and actually bought physical media 120 episodes on 20 oh, discs wow. seven yeah. seasons wow. and uh, <laughs> this is like third time around although actually yeah. uh, you know at the time i probably watched the first four seasons a couple of times i'm back into watching season five just where you know for the second time around and this they just i've just watched the live show and the live show is where programs officially jump the shark like it that's it's beginning to tail off a bit now i would say season five and six of 30 rock are as good as kimmy schmidt but the previous four are, are brilliant but it's the sort of humor it's not you can't tell anyone jokes from 30 rock you have to get to know the characters and all the situations there and then the lines and the, the, the scripts are so impossibly sharp and it's recycling a lot of the characters or a lot of the character types i think you know from 30 rock if you know 30 rock in kimmy schmidt and not it doesn't really introduce them very much in well, Kimmy, I love just Kimmy Schmidt. Someone runs with it, and that's great if you like those Adam tropes of 30 things. Brilliant. Rock is only going to ruin 
Kimmy Schmidt for me. <laughs> Clearly, you're saying that suddenly if I watch that, it's going to make it worse. So why the hell would I watch it? This isn't about 30 Rock. This is about Kimmy Schmidt. Jack, do you accept? We can't help you unless, first of all, you accept you've got a problem. Uh, I can understand that it's, it is comedy, but... <laughs> I recognise this as comedy. It's just, I don't know if well, it's just God. not for me or what. I don't know what it is. Well, this I is... think as a, as a first episode goes, Kimmy Schmidt is a hard one to initially love. It's just very odd. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Not a first episode compared to, because no. I, I think I really, I, I sort of persevered with it and I really started to like it from about episode three onwards, I think. Yeah. Where it I really think... felt comfortable with itself. Um, because think... the character you hate at, at the moment, her flatmate, uh, you grow to actually love that character and, and you yeah. have to stick with him because I know initially in that first episode he's quite a jarring character. He's so almost like overacting, isn't he? And it's very well, sort of... In slap him in the face, yeah. <laughs> that is, that's the point of him, <laughs> but that, but, but The that, point that, is that, that yeah. he is a, he's a larger-than-life, massively selfish, irritating performing artist. It's, it's a running theme, though, with a lot of... I think in, in this and in 30 Rock in that... The sort of the main character, whereas whereas it's like Liz Lemon in in Thirty Rock is, um, isn't very narcissistic and isn't very self centered, whereas everybody around her is, and it's the same in Kimmy Schmidt. Like she's a, you know cute, you know optimistic about everything and uh, happy all the time. Whereas around her, like Titus and the landlady and Christian, you know they're all, they're all very self involved and selfish. You know? Yeah, you need yeah, to yeah. wind up your broadband, Christian. Christian, your your Skype seems to give you twenty five words, and anything beyond that, it goes <laughs> rapidly downhill. Oh, I could do with that. <laughs> yeah, you could. <laughs> um, maybe I'll um, maybe I will I will I call it and call back in again. Um, it's it's it really is okay for a bit, and then something strange Just goes. Talking sharp, sharp yeah. burst, sharp, sharp burst. But <laughs> that was an excellent point, Christian. Jack, first of all, I mean. You're an absolute idiot for only watching 17 minutes of an episode. <laughs> I mean, okay, you could just see him watching At 17 minutes. At that point, minutes. you've got like five minutes left. Come on. Yeah, you've got five minutes left and you reach for Peaky Blinders. What a tosser. <laughs> so, um, you seriously need to get to the four episodes. There's, there's no finer example, but it seems like you're so far off finding this funny. Tiernan, how can we unlock this for Jack? Uh, it's, I don't know because I mean, like I said, I thought episode one was probably the weakest, and I was almost—I almost gave up on it after episode one. Uh, my girlfriend really enjoyed it, so we carried on watching it. And by episode three, I thought it was one of the best new comedy series I've seen in ages. You know, um, how about that, uh, Jack? He's gone from not liking it to one of the best he's seen in ages. Does that- yeah, well, yeah, I, I googled beautiful. it, and there isn't a bad review for it online, which I just find <laughs> just crazy yeah this is what Not it's you. like when someone who's been like brought up as a nazi suddenly steps into the <laughs> real world and realizes that all of their opinions are completely wrong you are jack is kimmy schmidt jack you are kimmy schmidt and the world is understanding this comedy yeah but i understand other things like brooklyn 99 i think is absolutely fantastic yeah and but that's yes, but, in know, a way kimmy is understands weird sex and that doesn't really help her understand the world in the way that understanding Brooklyn Nine Nine is not going to have, help you understand. No, Jack. I mean, <laughs> Brooklyn Nine Nine isn't a you know like um, 
on one line in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, they might go off into a slightly surreal flight of fancy. Well, this entire comedy is that flight of fancy. It, it is asking you to go... Uh, it's got an almost... Uh, sort of maybe reminded me of, like, Airplane or some of those films. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that they're quite willing to just go down a completely surreal path. Um, there's one of the episodes that starts with them going to a posh restaurant and pretending to fit in and Titus pulls out a, a, a laptop that he's made out of cardboard and then he <laughs> pretends to use a banana as a mobile phone and that, that was me even though she has a mobile phone she well, actually it. owns one but she uses the banana yeah it's amazing that's such a lovely kind of uh, you know it's, it's got a world within its own um, yes it does but it's all possible like airplane, the things that happen are surreal that, and they can't. They, well, they wouldn't it's be possible. nearly all possible. There are, you know, there's a robot character and things like that that come into it. <laughs> yeah, there's it's bordering on the not possible. Yeah, you're right. But I think those things that happen are almost they're exaggerate. They're comic exaggerations of something. Yeah. Well, it kind of sets up like Thirty Rock. It's quite a. Um quite a kind of harsh environment, almost kind of like a, a, a world that seems quite real, but it puts in very naive characters into it. Absolutely. And it's clowning. Like when she first comes out of the hole and like a, what makes me laugh, that she's totally optimistic immediately. That's cla- that is clowning. That's classic clowning. And that's what the whole thing is. It's like New York is the most brutal city um, in terms of people just doing their own thing and telling you to fuck off. And if you put someone who's just totally optimistic in that environment, then you get comedy. And the other person she's flatmate with that really annoys you at the moment, Jack, he is another form of totally optimistic, but he's he's embittered now because he wanted to be a performing artist. He's like, fame! Yeah. And he's failed. And he's further down the line than her in terms of bitter. So she's giving him a bit of hope. And it's it's about that hope against reality. You'll see them getting taken down by the reality of the world. And we also yeah. get, you're, you're talking about how this is a, a very surreal environment and all, but at the same time, we have these moments of intense reality where she'll, will, she'll drop a line, you know, they, they drop a line from Kimmy that reminds you exactly where she came from. I mean, obviously we oh, have the yeah. flashbacks to the bunkers, but we have the, you know, that moment when Titus says, I, I, I've been dying to ask you a question. And she says, yes, there was weird sex stuff in the bunker. And that's not what he was going to ask. And, and it's, it's played as a joke, but it's mm. jarring because you're like, that's right. I mean, mm. she was abducted when she was in middle school. Yeah, there's a, there's a bit of me as well that really likes the, the constant 90s references that come out. Uh, yes, like there's it. various Yo! MTV raps quotes, which uh-huh. uh, and as a 90s club. kid, I thoroughly appreciate. Because she's yes. still stuck in the 90s. Christian, how many it people is. have you abducted? <laughs> I'd only incriminate my, incriminate myself. <laughs> Can I mention something about it for one Do second? It. Yes, Christian, go. And I'll keep it too short. You've already sentences. used up too many words. Go. <laughs> um, the the writing, the the amount, the amount of jokes, just the amount of gags in it that they they're able to fit in, and uh, it, it, like every second line is a gag of yeah. some sort, and it's really high quality, and it's just the quality of the writing. I, I think is just fantastic. The hit rate, and I, I've had to, I've watched them, I've watched each episode probably about three times, and I keep finding lines and references and jokes that I missed because I was too busy laughing at the one before that I missed mm-hmm. the next one. You know, it's just that dense, I, I just think it's that dense. Plus, not only that, but all of them sort of move, they're not afraid to cut away to something, 
like like Family Guy does, where they have a little aside and it goes off into something surreal, and then it comes back. But even the bits of the of the sitcom where they're moving the story along are filled with gags. Yeah, you know, there's just and it's it's just fantastic to watch. I mean, it's kind of humbling to watch it. You just go like the the quality of it is just so good. And I'm sure you'll agree, Christian. If Jack gets as far as the Lion King moment, he's got to love it. Oh God, yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> it's <is> amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I also have um I also have a a, a, a bit of um a, a info on this something that that people might not know. Do, this uh, Jack won't have gotten this far but does everybody know the the plastic surgeon in uh Yeah, no this is really oh, yeah, tragic yeah, yeah. what you're about to tell us. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know if anybody else knew this but the, the uh, Martin Short plays a plastic surgeon in it. And he plays um but it's based on a plastic surgeon in New York called Frederick Brandt, and he looks exactly like he's a, he's a caricature of the plastic surgeon. I'm looking at the photo of the two of them here, and they look... It's remarkable. Wait, but, before Christine tells us what happens next, right? Yeah. Can, can I just get the laughter out now? Yes, go. <laughs> because, go. because that character, the way it's played, is fucking amazing. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. And I am in no way laughing at what Christine's about to do to this podcast. I do apologize, but it is interesting. Um, the, uh, the guy, the, uh, Martin Short plays this character. The guy that it was based on uh, killed himself. And that's t- like a month later, later uh, because wow. he was he was so upset at being. Was that after seventeen minutes of the first episode? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. hey, at least we can laugh, and I, I will also. Look, I'm just laughing because Christian actually laughed while he was saying the fucking thing. (laughs) It's awful. It's so. It is really tragic. I don't. I don't mean to. To. It's just. It is. It's fucking horrible. It's it's unbelievably sad. Can if I, you don't laugh, well, you'll cry, so we go ahead and laugh. Can we just welcome Matt to the podcast for the last 10 minutes? Hi, Matt. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Where there he is. Where the hell have you been? Uh, I've been I've been trying to put an irate two-year-old to bed. Oh, God, it's like talking to Jack. Um, <laughs> Matt, um, Matt noticed on last week's podcast that his, you can hear every breath he takes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, just turn yourself down a bit if you, your input down a bit Jack, uh, Matt and that might help I'm doing Skype on a on an iPhone I don't know if I've got those kind of sophisticated controls yeah. um, have you got headphones in? yeah hold the phone further away from you <laughs> that will do it um, there we go teaching Matt about distances uh, I'm not sure whether we should go back to the controversial and tragic story uh, we were just on before but yeah, whilst you were talking about it I, uh, I googled it and the first mm. four results that come up in relation to this person are all stories from the Daily Mail that alternate between he was killed by the show. He wasn't killed by the show. There we he go. was killed by the show. He wasn't. Nothing justifies uh, the death of anybody, but the character is funny, and Christian's telling of this news that has ruined this podcast was also very funny. So, uh, <laughs> Sounds great. I look forward to, to back, hearing it. Uh, in defence of Jack, just a little bit, by the way, I can okay. kind of see if some people don't like it, 
as I think sort of everyone here has alluded to, there's a definite rhythm to it and there's a pacing of the gags and there's a kind of like I say, it throws you into accepting certain Yeah, it's hard to get into kind of to get into that. Tropes if you like, and it's if you don't get into it, if you don't decide that you're going to like this or you're not already familiar with this kind of pace, mm. I can see that it might be a little bit alienating. And like you say, there's a lot I think it's a little over reliable on the nineties references at times. Mm, and Jack was only born that in gets, what year yeah, were you in, born in, Jack? Ninety six. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Good grief, that is that is hideous. What a joke. <laughs> What a joke. Uh, Put him have down. underwear older than you. There's a little bit where, like, say, how you love that um, that naive kind of just face, that excited face. Yeah. And I think, I think was it even you, uh, probably quite a few podcasts ago, talking about, I think it was Martin Freeman, and you get annoyed by Martin Freeman doing that Martin Freeman face. Yeah. I can see yeah, how people might get a little bit annoyed by the Kimmy Schmidt face. Do you know, I, I think the of... whole thing, like it, when you first start watching it, it's almost deceivingly bright. I think because mm. the undertones of how kind of fucked up everything is <laughs> and the reality of life don't really kick in immediately. You know, um, like you're saying, there's sort of jokes about a time in the bunker rather than it kind of being a serious thing. And, and everything's shot so bright uh, and she's so smiley that I think if you're the sort of person that's quite cynical, that could put you off quite quickly. What do you Before you realise that it's not like that at all. Jack, how do you feel about the people who made this? Like, you hated this so much that you, <laughs> like, you must think that the people who made it are fucking idiots or something. <sighs> T- tell me, at this point, 17 minutes into a series, what is it that you think? Well, they're trying to be funny, but they're just fucking ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to I point out, I mean, we touched on this before, but I want to point out that Kimmy Schmidt was abducted when she was in middle school. So she's yeah. coming 15 years later. She's had no socialization. She has an eighth grade, edu- not even a finished eighth grade education. All of this brightness and this optimism and these references to the 90s. Martha, are you trying to... Uh, sorry, Martha, are you... T- Mel. Um, you- Mel, sorry, good. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. So like, Half an hour late and start calling everyone Martha. Are you trying to say that it's a realistic portrayal of what someone would be like if they've been in a bunker for 50 years? No, I'm saying it's a realistic portrait of someone who, of a a middle school girl. Yes, it's a real, no, I would like to say what you're saying, Mel, which is that it is a realistic (laughs) exaggeration of exactly what that girl would be. Um, Which is, yeah. It is, but it is also supposed to be the, the sort of nerdy. Uh, um, side to Tina Fey as well, really. Where, where is the split in the room here? What, I, what have I missed? Who, okay, who's, who's Jack, for and everybody loves it. Jack is an idiot. Okay. <laughs> Just, I fall somewhere in between. I, I, oh, I don't love it. God, he would, wouldn't he? Okay. Mr. But it was, fucking grumpy you. pants. It, it started, <laughs> it started to win me over. It started to win you over. And how far in are you, Mac? Well, I, I, when it first came out, I watched about six or seven episodes, and I watched one on the way home today. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I don't have any. I don't have any problem with it, but I don't think the humour particularly appeals to me. 
spoken like a true boring bastard. <laughs> well, I do. Uh, <laughs> I do try. I'm also, sorry, there's, there's not sorry. enough. You mean... know, there's not enough naked women in it for me. Exactly. So, yeah. How does everyone feel about uh, Howell's impartial role as a kind of host and arbiter of this <laughs> podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's people I feel like it's in a the possible world. glimpse of the future of America, to be honest. Exactly. <laughs> As we have learned about John Oliver the this week, box, there the is a, Trump. there's a time in history when hosts cannot remain impartial. Hitler, Donald Trump, Matt Wandless, all of those people. <laughs> he must take a stand against what they believe in. Jack, should, I mean, this is a huge outvoting. If you ignore Matt's 50-50 fence-sitting <laughs> bullshit. I would most, say it gets better, though. That you see, it gets better. That's optimal. Well, I'll I'll give it a go, but it's a bit like uh, what Mel said that I think it's too in my face, singy dancey, all of that. Where I I prefer more um, is it boxes, but uh, what's it called? Zach Galifianakis, his oh, new baskets. baskets. Yeah, it's great. Though. Yeah, but, yeah. But, see, but, that's more slow burning. All I'm asking is that you look at the evidence, right? Look at the evidence before you now. How many times on this podcast? Have we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people, apart from Matthew's stupid comments, almost 100% in favour of something? You know, how many times has that happened, Jack? Never. It's never happened. Mad Men. I don't know. I don't know if Mad Men did have this uh, wave of support for it. The Sopranos definitely did. mm, Mel wasn't on board with The Sopranos. But she was the guinea pig. Oh, that's right. You're right. You're right. She was. Yeah. Yeah. But I think there was only three of us on talking to Mel, whereas this is seven whole people. This is like, if this was the results of a focus group, Jack, it would be like, this is the best result you're going to get. The real question is, when are we going to do an episode about Peaky Blinders? (laughs) (laughs) Jack, I'm going to do you a deal, right? If you watch four episodes of Kimmy Schmidt, Without going on your phone or your laptop, by next week, you watch them, by next week, we will do Peaky Blinders the week after. I'll I'll take that. Seriously, you're giving away Peaky Blinders for Kimmy Schmidt? I'm giving away Peaky Blinders. And you, Matt, you are going to watch episode one of Peaky Blinders. At least get him to watch something good if we're going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Final words. Uh, Tiernan, why should Jack carry on? Uh, because, you know, try and develop some tastes. It's <laughs> <laughs> really good. Christian, why should Jack carry on? I don't, I don't think he should, because I think I'll like the show less if he does. <laughs> <laughs> wow, poor Jack. Mel, why should Jack carry on? I have a legit answer, you guys. Okay, go on, go on. I, I think Jack should carry on, because if he gets to the end, he gets to the court scene. And they're phenomenal. Yes, and there's a mm-hmm. secret star of that that will make Jack very happy. And uh, Matt, <laughs> Matt, do your best now. Why should Jack carry on? Because it's uh, it's it, it portrays a world without cynicism in it. Oh, listen to that! Aww. Did you hear that? The cold heart reaching out for even just the idea <laughs> of some hope, long lost. <laughs> and let's go now to Jamie for closing arguments. Well, it's been uh, quite a journey, Matt. Thanks, Jamie. Uh, So, uh, Jack... (laughs) Just watch it, Jack. (laughs) Because, I think Matt said it right, it's a joyful experience to watch. 
there's a there's it's 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 happy comedy uh, there's a lot of cynical comedy that's great there's a lot of um sort of nasty comedy that's still funny it's nice to have something that's joyfully funny to watch did i even ask adam <laughs> you didn't adam um why should jack carry on uh, jack can do what he's like he's a young man I should. I knew I should have asked you in the first place, yeah. Jack. I will take your opinion as valid, which is yes. These people are really annoying. Okay, you're right. That is the point. Say the truth, be... Jack. You really should be at your age. You know, you should be clubbing. You should be picking up the ladies. I mean, what yeah. are you doing, staying in watching Peaky Blinders? I mean, this is an absolute <laughs> travesty. I was all over the place at your age. Not only, Jack, should you reassess your opinions of Kimmy Schmidt, but also your entire life. Off Just the your life. Um, I'll get back to you next week and tell you how I've done. We're going <laughs> to test you on it. Kimmy. We're going to test you on it because we ain't watching Peaky Fucking Blinders unless you've actually watched four. Oh, but <laughs> Peaky Fucking Blinders is so good. Like, <laughs> well, and Series 3 is coming out, so we all need to watch Series 1 and Series 2, so we're ready to hit the ground running with Series 3. Okay. Yeah, I think if it had been called Peaky Fucking Blinders, I'd actually have watched it by <laughs> <laughs> What does Peaky Blinders mean? Is that a northern expression? Oh, oh, I don't know. Matt. <laughs> a terrible feeling, but we'll have to watch it to find out. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> idiots. I won't ask questions <laughs> anymore. Is Peaky Blinders a northern expression? <laughs> Is it? I don't know. I don't know what happens in the fucking north. The wine boys just come, and they're talking about Peaky Blinders. Is this something you do from the coal pit? I actually know the answer, but I'm not going to tell you. Go on, Mel. Tell us what it is. Okay, it's a reference to the caps that this gang wears, and they have razor blades sewn in the tops. Oh, Ooh. Aye, right. Oh, it's a gang. Oh, thing. see, so it turns out not everyone in the room knew what it fucking meant. <laughs> nobody knew. So, nobody what knew what it meant. It was just blinded. the presumption that it was a northern thing that made it so funny. <laughs> I don't know. It's ta- it takes place somewhere up north, doesn't it? No, it's in the Midlands, isn't it? In Birmingham. That's Birmingham, yeah. That's Birmingham. north. <laughs> I mean, it's north Which of Which direction London. do I head in to get to Birmingham? North. Um, Jack, good luck for next week. So next week, we won't talk Peaky Blinders next week. Next week, we're going to talk Deadwood. Oh, yes. yes. Deadwood next week for anyone Fantastic. who can join. Um, has anybody not watched Deadwood here? Say yes if you've not watched it. Yes, yes. I've not watched it. Oh, that's quite a large number. Tiernan and Adam and Matt, is that correct? Yeah. I'm yes, actually quite on. interested as well. I, I'll have I a go at that. Well, see if you can get it. Let me tell you a quick story. I was in <laughs> HMV on Saturday night, and I was looking at the box sets, and I thought, Jamie keeps telling me to watch Deadwood. If it's here for less than £15, I'll buy the box set. And there it was, three series, and it was fourteen ninety nine. So, <laughs> so I instantly text Jamie and said, "I really don't want to buy this. Can I come to yours and borrow it?" And that's what I did. So, um, yeah, I've you got didn't it. Buy it for your Apple TV as well. You can't get it on iTunes, otherwise I would have bought it. So. You're in for such a treat. Deadwood, I'll talk about it next week. But it's a journey. It's a wonderful journey. It's like to an go adult on. love joy, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it seems so. Sold. So if anyone can watch the first episode of that, you can join. Whoa, 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 whoa! Is Ian McShane in Deadwood? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sold. Got a big old tash. All right, Matt. You've got a week to watch episode one, and you can join me in the guinea pig pit. 
Okay. Jack, good luck. Remember, they're supposed to be annoying. Try and get some more intelligence and you'll understand more adult comedy. <laughs> um, uh, see you all next week. Thanks very much, Christian Tiernan. Mel, otherwise known as uh, Methuselah, I believe. Uh, Adam, Jack, Jamie. Goodbye. Bye. 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 <laughs> Mel, I'm so sorry I got your name wrong. That's terrible. I can't even tell you how many times I get called Martha, so you're fine. Bye, uh, guys. Okay. Bye-bye. See you. Bye. 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 Love you. Bye. Bye. Uh, still there? Hello. Yeah, just us. Hey. <laughs> Thank God we got rid of those fuckers. <laughs> Woo. Which one do you think is the most annoying? Uh... Oh, I think they're all right, aren't they? That's a good job. I've kept it recording. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's Matt, though, isn't it? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. See ya. Bye.